thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in and being with us today for this episode of the Transform Podcast. It's hard to believe that our summer is almost over. Um, and I mean, almost over in the sense of um, kids are probably going back to school in just a little while. Um, summer activities are winding down, no more camps, no more things like that. Um, it's, it's also crazy to me that we're already in season two uh, of the Scattered Abroad Network. Um, and what a ride it's been. I'm so grateful um, that you have decided to be a part of this effort and to listen to not only all of the podcasts that we have to offer at Scattered Abroad, but specifically uh, to this Transform podcast. And I hope that it has uh, helped you grow and helped you become a better person, a person who can um, truly say that they have grown and that their faith has grown stronger because uh, of these podcasts. I do hope that you enjoyed last season, uh, season number one, uh, that, that theme, if you remember, being this idea of transforming out of and how we as individuals, we ought to always be growing. We ought to always be evolving and always transforming into something better and greater than we were uh, the day before. And how we should never, ever be happy with the idea of staying where we're at. We should always be looking to, um, like I said before, growing into something greater and better every single day. Um, and now as we go into season two, we're going to um, transition into a completely different idea. Um, this season two for all of our podcasts is going to go through August through December. And for these next 21 episodes, we're going to be centered around this idea of being transformed into. Uh, last season, we talked about being transformed out of. And this season, we will be talking about this idea of transforming into something. Um, and what's going to happen is we're actually going to this season, we're going to split up into three different sections. The, the first eight episodes are going to be about transforming into a person of faith. And that's what we're going to do here um, over these next few episodes. Um, and what we're going to do is we're actually going to go through different individuals who are mentioned and brought up in scripture, specifically in Hebrews chapter 11. Now, if you know anything about Hebrews chapter 11, I think many times we know that we call it the uh, so-called the, the hall of faith, um, as, as it showcases different individuals within the Old Testament who truly put their faith to the test or had their faith put to the test and how um, they put it in God and made sure that they passed all these different things that went that came their way. Um, so I hope you're excited to be a part of this study. I hope that it will help you grow in your faith and that you can become someone more like those great individuals who are mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11. And to help us through these first eight episodes when we talk about this idea of transforming into someone who is a person of faith, uh, to help us do that is a very good friend of mine, Ben McDonald, um, and I'll go ahead and let Ben introduce himself to you all. Yeah, how's it going, everybody? As Caleb said, my name is Ben McDonald. Really appreciate Caleb for having me on the podcast here. I'm really looking forward to our study that we will get into together. Um, Caleb is a really good friend of mine. We go back uh, several years to when we were young, um, first out at uh, church camp, and of course we were campers together, and now we work on the staff at that same camp, so certainly enjoy the time we get to spend together with that as well as other things. Um, certainly appreciative of the work that he does here at East Hill um, and for the kingdom. And so I'm thankful for that and thankful for him. Um, I'm a 2014 graduate of Freed Hardeman University, where I graduated with a bachelor's in exercise science. And then I went back and got my MBA in healthcare management and finished that up in December of 2018. So now I work in the healthcare field. I'm a member at the Church of Christ that meets in Forestdale, Missouri, which is about 40 miles or so west of 
of St. Louis. And so we're pretty involved there with um, several things that we have going on at the congregation. So if you're ever in the area, feel free to look us up. Our website is forestellchurchofchrist.com. And so we would love to have you, love to spend some time with you. And if uh, you need it, we'd love to study with you as well. So I'm certainly happy to, to be here to be able to study with you all. Yeah, I appreciate Ben so much um, for uh, the time and the dedication that you put um, into this study together um, and even into just just his daily walk with Christ. Um, Ben is a perfect example of someone who, um, you know, we always talk about people who who go to preaching school and who can who can always preach and and study and all these things. But Ben's a perfect example of someone who can not go to preaching school and yet still have knowledge of the word of God and know um, what the Bible is to say and someone who can still preach and teach and proclaim the word. So I appreciate Ben uh, so much and his work for the Lord uh, that he does. Uh, The first episode that we're going to talk about, um, if you go to Hebrews chapter 11 and you look at verse four, the first individual that we're going to showcase and talk about um, in this first episode is uh, the individual called Abel. And I'm going to go ahead and read uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 4 to you, where it kind of introduces um, who Abel was and why he's even listed among these different characters in Hebrews chapter 11. If you think about verse 4, the Bible says, By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, though which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he being dead still speaks. Now, I guess the first kind of question and thing that we could talk about is who is Abel, or rather who was uh, Abel. And I think, you know, he's kind of someone that we really don't think about a lot. The only thing, really, the only thing we think about of, of Abel is when, um, in Genesis chapter four, um, whenever he, he, he's killed by his brother Cain, that's kind of the only thing people ever think about. Um, and so not a lot of people know about him. Not a lot is known about him, even in scripture. Um, and I think right away, that's, that's really a big lesson for us. Um, in that it's really okay if people don't know about you. It's okay if people don't know, you know, your name or your job or where you live or, you know, how much money you make. It's okay if you're not, quote unquote, the, the popular person um, and who everybody knows. Um, I think back about, I think back to Melchizedek, okay? Melchizedek, the only thing we know about him was that he was a priest and that he was a king. We literally know nothing else about Melchizedek. And yet this individual was so crucial to history and the order of the priesthood um, concerning our Savior Jesus Christ. And so not a lot is known about Abel. And yet, when you go to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 4, we still find him as someone who is a person uh, of great faith and someone that we can look to uh, for our example. Right. And thinking about that with, you know, it's not that big a deal if people aren't going to you know, know a lot about you. I think about the Pharisees in Matthew 23, you know, where Jesus is talking about they do these things to be seen by men. Right. They were doing these things for the popularity. But what is where did that get them? Right. Jesus calls them a brood of vipers and hypocrites. Right. You know, it didn't get them anywhere. It only went to their you know, eventual downfall. And so we know that all that matters is is what God thinks, right? Because exactly. we know that God is the judge. And we think of verses like Romans 14 and verse 12. So then each of us shall give account of himself to God. No matter what happens, it's not going to matter what anyone else thinks. All that matters is what God is going to think on that day of judgment because we each have to give account of ourselves. And I was thinking about this. You know, when you think about the world and the population of the world, what is there, what, 7 billion people, maybe closer to 8 billion yeah. by now? You know, 7 to 8 billion people in this world. There's only, in that grand scheme of things, with that big number, there's only a handful of people that are known by everybody across the world. Right. Like you think about, you know, these athletes who, you know, everyone in the world knows them, but as far as 8 billion people, there's not very many people that are that popular. Right. So we can't lose ourselves in the process of trying to f- gain this popularity because it's just not going to happen. Right. We have to just focus on what we're doing and how we're uh, living the way that, that God would want us to live because, as we said, he's the only one that, that matters. Exactly. And I think, too, 
you know, it, our, like you mentioned, our goal in this life is not to be, you know, well-known. Our, our goal in this life is not to have our known name among all men, but rather to have whose name known among all men and that, that being God. And so that's, that's why we're here, um, not to have people know who we are. So when we think about Abel, not a lot is known about him, but what do we know about him? Well, really only a couple of things. Number one, we know that he's the brother of Cain. Um, when we find that out here in Hebrews chapter 11 and also going back to Genesis chapter 4, um, we also do know that he was a righteous and he was an upright man. And three different occasions in the New Testament, um, that that idea is testified. You go to Matthew 23 and you think about verse 35, you look at Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 24, and then also 1 John chapter 3 and verse 12, all testify to the fact that Abel was a righteous man, someone who followed God, someone who was faithful to God. And so I think, you know, if we're known for anything in life, kind of like Abel was, if we're known for anything in life at all, then we need to be known for being someone who is a righteous follower of God. Above all else, people ought to be able to remember you as someone who is a Christian or was a Christian, someone who followed God um, all the way to their death, um, no matter what came their way, that we make sure that we are, we're, we're following God in the way that we need to be. Yeah, think about you know, first Corinthians 11, verse one. And what does Paul write there? Imitate me as I imitate Christ. That's one thing that I've tried to implement in my life. And again, you know, we fail far too many times that we'd care to admit, but I've always looked at that and thinking, you know, that's kind of the legacy I would like to leave is that, you know, when I die and leave this earth, that someone could say, you know what, I'm going to imitate Ben, or I'm going to imitate Caleb because they imitate Christ. And I don't think there's any, you know, there's no greater honor that can be had than, than being compared to you know, to our Lord and Savior. Exactly. No, I think that's a great point. We need to make sure that our lives emulate what our what our Lord did. Um, so that if someone were to, you know, you could ask, your, ask yourself this question. If someone were to live the life or follow my example, basically, would would they be getting closer to Christ? And if not, then maybe we need to make some changes in our, in our lives uh, going forward. So let's pick up here in Genesis chapter 4 as we kind of talk about the story. or no, It's not really a story because it really happened. The I guess the, the, the account. Uh, uh, of Cain and Abel, I guess as we call it. Now, if you go to Genesis chapter 4, you look at verse 1, we are introduced to Cain. The Bible says that um, Eve conceived and bore Cain. You go to verse 2, we know that Abel, uh, his brother, is born. The Bible says in verse 2 that she bore again. This time his brother uh, was Abel. So, you go on in verse 2, we find out that Abel, we found about their occupations. Abel was a keeper of the sheep. Cain was a tiller of the ground. Um, both were extremely honorable pr- professions. Not one, one was not greater than the other. And I think many people, when they look at this story, they get this idea that um, well, Abel's job was so much better than Cain's job. No, it's not that. And we're going to get into why. Uh, and we're, we're going to we'll talk about that later on. But both were honorable professions. There's nothing wrong with either of, of the things that they did. Um, and I think that right there, again, is a lesson in diligence and hard work. We think about what's said um, in Ephesians chapter 4, and you look at verse 28, the Bible says, Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. So this idea of diligence and working hard, and it been uh, 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 8. Yeah, 1 Timothy 5 and verse 8 says, But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Exactly. So it's this idea of working hard, diligence, providing for your family and for those around you. Now, you go back to Genesis chapter 4. You look at verses 3 through 5. I'm going to go and read this for you. Uh, In the New King James Version, the Bible says, And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but verse five, he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Now, 
many people have many different opinions and many different thoughts um, on as to why Kane's sacrifice was not accepted. And you can read commentary after commentary that say, you know, different thing after different thing. Um, but I think some of the common things and some of the main things that you can bring out, even in just your own study is this, um, people say, well, there was, there was an impure motive and they'll say that he had an impure heart from the start. Um, no indication of that is ever given. Um, some people say that he, well, he had a bad attitude throughout the whole process. And in fact, he did have a bad attitude, but that didn't come until after the sacrifice had already been offered. So you think about all these different things that people say, um, but we're going to get into it in just a minute why his, his sacrifice was ultimately uh, rejected. Yeah, I think you bring up a good point there, too, with thinking about Cain. You know, and we don't know um, specifically about his you know, heart throughout the whole thing, but I do think maybe his response could be some sort of an indication. But again, we don't know. It's kind of uh, speculation, and we'll maybe get into his response in a little bit in the sense of how he gets angry and obviously with what he ends up doing. Right. Um, but I think we're ultimately going to figure out what happened was the fact that God has a standard mm-hmm. and someone met the standard and the other didn't. Exactly. And we see what how that plays out. Exactly, yeah. And that that's, that's a great segue into, uh, into the, this idea of, you know, why was Abel's sacrifice received and why was Cain's rejected? Ultimately, that's the question everybody asks. So you have to go to actually to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 4 in order to see why. And in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 4, the Bible says, by faith, Abel offered the sacrifice. So essentially, Abel's sacrifice was offered in faith. Cain's was not. And it's simple as that. So we could ask the question, well, how was it offered in faith? How do you offer a sacrifice in faith? You go to Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. So then faith comes by what? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. Abel heard the instructions from God. He listened, and then he obeyed those instructions that were given. Obviously, Cain did not. I know it's not written down there in Scripture, but that's, that's, what's, that's what's given um, in, the sense of that, in, in the sense of Abel. Abel did what he was supposed to do. Cain listened, and then he didn't do what he was supposed to do. And so the reason that Abel's sacrifice was received and that Cain's was rejected was exactly what you said. There's a standard that was set in place. There's a bar that was set. Abel rose to the occasion in that sense and met that standard, um, and then Cain didn't. Abel listened to God. Cain didn't listen to God. And I think that right there shows us God's you know, no respecter of person. And the same is with us today, just as it was back then with with Abel and Cain. Cain easily could have met that standard. He easily could have been in a right standing with God had he listened and obeyed um, to what God had told him to do. And the same for us today. There's a standard that must be met, and that standard is you know what we find within the Word of God. And it's our choice today um, to rise to that standard or to bow to the standard of man or to even our own standard um, in that sense. Right. And as you talk about this standard and, you know, as, as we see in the standard, you know, John 12, 48, 12 and verse 48, talking about that the word of God is our standard, right? right. Jesus says that these words that I've spoken to you will judge you in the last day. Right. So we have the standard, we've received that standard and we've been given everything that we need to know. You know, second Peter uh, one and verse three, we've been given all things pertaining to life and godliness. Right. We have everything that we need to know in order to, to live the life that God would have us to live. And as you said, it's our choice to rise to, rise to that standard. And while we may not know all the details as to, you know, Cain's sacrifice and Abel's, we can just simply because of the fact that God accepted Abel's and not Cain's, we know that Cain did something wrong. Exactly. And um, as you said, we have that choice. We're either going to rise to that standard or bow to our own. And we mentioned the Pharisees earlier, but I, you know, they're kind of a big talking point, right? Especially right. In, the, uh, in Jesus' teaching. But I think about with the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 20, when Jesus is talking about that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter into the kingdom of heaven. 
So we get to that point that, as we talked about before, that it doesn't matter what anyone else you know thinks about you. All that matters is what God has wanted you to do and told you to do, and, and the fact that we actually do it. And it doesn't matter what Caleb thinks, doesn't matter what I think, doesn't matter what anyone in the world thinks, because they're not the judge. And so we don't need to be worried about pleasing them because they're not the standard. Exactly. We've established that God is the standard and that, you know, again, continuing the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew six thirty three, you know, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Right. It's not my righteousness. It's not Caleb's. It's not the scribes and the Pharisees. It's not what everyone else in the world says is right, but rather what God says is right. So we have to seek his kingdom and his righteousness. And as the verse continues, and all these things will be added unto you. You know, I think Galatians 2 and verse 20 comes to mind um, where Paul says, I'm crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And until we get to that point in our minds and in our walk with Christ, um, we will we will continue to live for ourselves and for our own standard. And so in, until we get to the point to where we realize and understand that we're no longer living for ourselves, there's a higher calling, a higher standard then we will um, certainly have the right choices in life. Um, we can be someone who is like Cain, who does things by faith in that we read the Bible and we know how we ought to live and act. Um, you go through the rest of, of, this, uh, of this account of Cain and Abel. We know that Cain's sacrifice is rejected. We know that Cain gets upset at Abel, really, for his own mistake. Um, and because of that, uh, he eventually goes out and kills Abel. And so that's kind of the, the end of the story there. Um, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, and you know, I just think this is kind of, you know, of course, everything in in the Bible we can relate to some extent uh, to today. But I just find it interesting that, as you said, Cain gets upset at Abel for Cain's mistake. Right. You know, and how you know how relatable is that to us in our society today? And it's always been a factor in society, and will always be a factor because we're always going to be human, and humans are always going to be flawed. But I think about this idea that finger pointing and lack of accountability, right. lack of you know the fact of taking responsibility for your own actions. But we are ultimately the ones responsible. For our actions, no one else, you know, you're not going to answer for me. I'm not going to answer for you. Um, you think of verses like Ezekiel 18 and verse 20, talking about the soul who sins shall die. The son shall not bear the guilt of the father, nor the father the guilt of the son, right. but the soul who sins shall die. And then also 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10, that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. We're all going to appear as indiv- you know, individually before that judgment seat of Christ. And it's not going to matter what anyone else says or does on our behalf, because we're ultimately responsible for our own actions and our, you know, own uh, successes, but also our own mistakes. Exactly. And it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that too, because you think about having to be responsible for your actions and the consequences that will follow. Well, it's interesting. It's an interesting thought here for Adam and Eve. In a sense, they were kind of just now seeing some of the more full and harsh consequences of their actions uh, from the garden. Um, they, they ate of the tree. They were kicked out of the garden. Um, and it may not really have seemed like a big deal, like, you know, they disobeyed God and they got kicked out of their home. You know, big deal. They've obviously set up somewhere else. They're living somewhere else, too. But now at this, the fact that they're standing at the grave of their own son, you know, in the sense of, of the sin that they have brought into the world, they it surely it brought a great realization you know to their minds of okay this is this is what sin does this is the end result of sin and i think about james chapter uh, 1 verse 15 then when desire has conceived it gives birth to sin sin when it is full grown brings forth death sin will always result in death um whether physical um or spiritual um it will always result in death and it will always bring about the consequences and you're going to have to face those no matter what you do in this life yeah the wages of sin is death exactly sin is will always bring about Death, and we see that ever since uh, sin entered the world, as you mentioned in the Garden of Eden. There, exactly, exactly. Um, 
I want to point out two different things kind of as we wrap this up and kind of uh, go towards our conclusion here. And I'm going to mention these couple of things here and then I'll let Ben kind of share his, his closing comments here. The first thing I want to talk about, though, is this idea of Abel and the fact that he listened. Um, none of this would have, I guess, I guess for, for Cain, none of this would have happened if Cain had truly listened to God. Um, but Abel listened. His sacrifice was accepted by God because of his willingness to listen. And I think that this is such a lost concept um, on our culture today. Um, so many times we look around at our world and how people, they act first and then they listen. And it reminds me of Peter um, in, in the Bible, how he always acted first and then he thought and listened uh, about what he's supposed to do after the fact. Um, we talk about this idea of listening. Obviously, it's different from hearing. We can hear everything, but we cannot listen. We cannot process and understand what's being told to us. I think about kids all the time. They, quote unquote, listen to their parents and for the things that they're supposed to do, right? Um, but they really only hear them. And so they end up doing the wrong thing and they get in trouble. Well, Abel, at this point in time, he put his own thoughts, his own motives aside, his own feelings and emotions, and he listened to what God said. He listened to God's instructions for him, um, and he did what God had instructed him to do and told him to do. And in the end, it worked out for him because he listened to God and did what God had told him to do. And Cain didn't, and therefore, that's why it was not an acceptable sacrifice, because Cain didn't listen to God. Abel did listen to God, and it was through his faith that he listened to God, and that's why he's brought up here in Hebrews chapter 11. And then the second thing is, is this idea of, of Abel obeying, and that's the result uh, of his listening. That's the result of his faith was that he obeyed. And I think about us today, you know, we say, how does this apply to us today? Well, the result from our studying the scriptures, the result from us every single day opening up the word of God and digging into it and diving into it and seeing all that we can grasp from it. That our result from that study ought to be us obeying. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy because oftentimes when we read scripture, we find out that there are things in our lives that maybe we need to change or there are things in our lives that maybe we need to add into our lives um, that are good for us. But those things are difficult at, at, at times. What do we do when we study the Bible and we find out that there are things that we necessarily don't want to follow? When things are contrary to the way that you and I want to live our lives, you know, how do we react to those things? Do we live, and I guess you're probably going to hear this line kind of a lot throughout this podcast, do we live by faith or are we living by the way that we want to do things? And I think it's so important that when we study the Bible, we understand that this is God's manual um, for us on how to live our lives best in this life. And if we truly want to be the best that we can be, if we truly want to be a person of faith, someone who was like Abel, then we're going to look at the Bible as God's word. We're going to study it. And then when we take those things that we learn, we're going to apply them to our lives. Yeah. You know, a couple of good points there about Abel listening and obeying. I think those two actually really kind of go hand in hand, right? right? Uh, Abel wouldn't have known what to obey had he not listened. And, you know, think of the difference, as you mentioned, between hearing and listening, hearing being that, you know, physical perception of sound that requires no concentration. You know, you just, your ears are working, right? Whether you want them to or not. Right. And then listening being that mental and active understanding of that sound that you hear and it actually requires concentration. I think the, a big lesson that we can learn from here with Abel is that he chose to listen and he chose to humble himself and put his own wants and desires aside and rather chose to do what God would want him to do. And right. then going into that second point of Abel, you know, obeying, I think, and we'll see this throughout this entire chapter, Hebrews chapter 11, but, you know, Abel, uh, his, the fact that he listened would have been pointless had he not obeyed, right? And the same is true for us. If our, our belief is in fact useless 
without obedience. You know, you think about James chapter 2, and, you know, there's a lot of information in that chapter, but see there in verse 19 that even the demons believe, but yet they tremble. Right. You know, and then late, but then later in verse 24, it says that we are justified by works and not by faith alone. So it requires more than just faith, but it requires faith and belief, and that's in action and in obedience. You know, I think of John 14 verse 15 where Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. That's how we truly show uh, that we are followers of Christ and that our love for God is in the action that we um, take after that fact. You know, and we see that as we'll study throughout this whole series. But Hebrews chapter 11, every uh, verse that we're talking about with these people say by faith and it's followed up with an action. Right. And so I think that's an important for us to realize that it was more than uh, just Abel listening to God. But as you brought out, it was the fact that Abel chose to put that into action and, and obey what God would want him to do. Exactly. He could, he could have just listened. He could have said, I've got faith and I'm listening to you, God. And then that'd be it. But I'm going to do what I want to do. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so, and I think in a sense, that's probably what happened to Cain. Um, because obviously he had to have heard what God told him because he knew he had to offer sacrifices, but he didn't do it the way God told him to do. And he just did it on his own accord. So, you know, as we go through this study, through these, through the, even this episode, and then through the next seven, um, I really want you to, to try to insert yourself in these scenarios. I want you to try to make these as real to you as possible. You know, how would you react if you were in Abel's shoes? You know, how, how would you, what would you do if God had told you to offer sacrifice and to do this and this and this? And then I think we could ask the question, well, how do we react today when our faith is tested, when we read the Bible and we see that there are things that we need to do as Christians, um, when we when we face the trials and and the storms of life, how do we react when our faith is put to the test? And that's, that's something that we're going to talk about as we go through this study uh, over the next uh, the course of these next few weeks. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Scattered Abroad Network. If you would like to email us, you can do so at the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. That's the Scattered Abroad Network at gmail.com. Remember, you can check the show notes below for all of our social media platform links. Also, don't forget that you can find us on all major podcast platforms and please leave us a rating or review. We hope and pray that this has helped you grow closer to Christ even though we are scattered abroad. May God bless you.